This is Buddha himself said. And okay. I know this myself, that I'm a very ignorant person. See that this is this is an exuberance of creativity. This is celebration of beauty, not necessarily mm. yet another effort to like earn right, the right. living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just getting no, carried no, no. away. This is important. People like you actually make noise. And uh, I, as I said earlier, you were the first guru who is encouraging me to make noise. I I always really? I, yeah I lived in oh. commune for a long time. I always got got trouble for making noise. Oh, you should show them the. The first pages of many of the philosophical Buddhist texts uh -huh. like a gold, you have to cast, you have to, you know, polish, never take things for granted, never take things uh, at its face value. This is Buddha himself said, famous statement, don't follow me, come and see. You know, that need to be really fully taken advantage. You, sh you, you are supposed to analyze and you are supposed to nag and you are supposed to really measure. And the Buddhist should be confident because the more you do that, then the Buddhist wealth reveals. I, I, I'm sure you can tell by now, and I okay. know this myself, that I'm a very ignorant person. I'm arrogant also. And I that, am... you realizing that is already a vipassana, I'm telling you. I'm not I'm being serious. able to help, like I'm not being able to help with my ignorance. I know that I'm, I'm ignorant, but down the dungeon, you know, like... So my question to you is, yeah. I don't want to follow gurus. Like I was in organized religion for a while. I don't want to follow gurus, but I want a way out of my ignorance. Is there but, a... Okay, by the way, this guru business is a very tantric exclusive. Uh -huh. You understand? Uh -huh. The moment you talk about uh, organize, uh -huh. whatever, you know, then you are not really, strictly speaking, you are really not really talking about Tantric Buddhism. Tantric Buddhism, we never know what happens there. Like the guys like Telopa, Naropa, who were like a prominent big player of Nepal in the past. Mm -hmm. If you read their story, it's incredible. They were like prince and they were like, some of them are like the dean of the Nalanda University. Just imagine, they were like really high up there. And they were totally enough of this rationalism, logic, etc., etc. And who do they have? They go out there, prostitute, secretly, they receive teachings from this prostitute or an arrow maker. If you explore the, our gurus in the past, it's fascinating because that's, so the bond between the guru and the student is very, very, it's, it's not, no institution. You understand? So there you don't really have to worry. And then also the guru, you know, one has to analyze the guru and how do you do that by you know analyzing the path first right so there's all that path that you can apply without relying on the guru i think this is something to do with uh, misinformation hodgepodge sort of everything put together, guru, the tantric guru, and then the, all the Tibetan lamas, the disciples, the monasteries. I think, I think that um, 
all the all of these didn't help. But I'm serious, you know, if you are if you are talking about tantric philosophy or the tantric way, it's like this. It's it's guru and the disciple is personal thing. Many times we don't even know who is the guru and who is the disciple. They know each other. Okay. Uh, as far as you know, what do you call it? Working with your emotion, working with your ignorance, working with your arrogance. There is so many. There is a colorful ones. There are ritualistic ones, probably which you are not that keen on. There's um, very, very simple ones. For instance, you know, we have a tradition of pilgrimage, right? So that's one, right? But somebody like you who said, I'm skeptical, I'm, you know, I don't buy this, fine. How about going to Bhaktapur to fold a tissue paper and come back? Do something useless once a week. See, that's a mind training already. When you go to Bhaktapur, you are going there to fold a tissue paper, okay? That's it. And your purpose is so almost meaningless. You will have no hope, no fear. Hmm? You see that, but from every step you take, the journey is like, I don't know, it's a blissful, rewarding. At the same time, it's what am I doing? So on and so forth. And maybe after a few months, I, w I will say, okay, now you go to, I don't know, um, Lumbini, but for nothing, not even to fold a, a tissue paper. You understand? There are a lot of, uh, lots and lots and lots of, what do you call it, methods like that. You just, you know, you, you, thousands, thousands actually. Just, you just have to apply, you know. Uh, I know right now the Vipassana is becoming a so trendy, everybody's doing this, then there's a set of, okay, nine days this, sit. Uh, you must only sit like that. Nowhere in the whole Buddhist scripture talks about wisdom is only gained through sitting. If you find one verse, I don't know, we can bet on this. You can do it sleeping, lying, dancing, but sitting happened to be the safest, most practical, most doable. Because chances of me telling you, go and lie on a hammock with a margarita and do vipassana, which you can, Chances of you doing that and actually achieving some vipassana result, <laughs> then you <laughs> making you sit, you know, like five minutes. This probably at the moment is more fruitful. That's, you know, that's that's what it is. Mm -hmm.